Thanks for listening to the Reality Breached Local Spotlight. This time around, we chat with Larry and Remy of Entertain Jackson. I was not prepared for the level of storytelling these guys brought to the table. As longtime Jacksonians and respected entertainers, they made for a super entertaining interview. Again, thanks for listening. It's the Reality Breach Local Spotlight. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another sweet episode of Reality Breach Local Spotlight. I am your co-host, Robert Morris. I am sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, the creator of Reality Breach, Sergio Lugo. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm wonderful. You look wonderful. Oh, thank you. You shaved, you shaved the beard. <laughs> I did shave the beard. Oh, man. It was God. unruly. It was unruly? Yeah. Oh, man. That's the, that's the way to do it today in today's America. <laughs> <laughs> we have two great guests with us today. Two great guests. The founders of Entertain Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Mr. Larry Jericho. That's me. And Mr. Remy. I have so many Facebook profiles not. (laughs) (laughs) How are you gentlemen doing today? Doing good, man. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. Can't complain. Um, What made you all start this, this, uh, the Facebook group? Okay, so... This was kind of a stem from our original Facebook group, which is the Eat Mississippi Tri-County Foodie Group. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was growing and it, it was assisting restaurant owners and and people who were interested in opening restaurants to grow their businesses. Like we literally saw restaurants grow right before our eyes. Like mm-hmm. a new restaurant went from uh to uh because of the support that the foodie groups, uh, shout out to Jackson Foodies and Eat Mississippi, were giving them. Or even when they start, started having failing groups. Failing uh, restaurants. restaurants, right? It, just, it saved them, you know. Yeah, it saved them. The, the the social networking thing saved them. That's a big deal. And so last year, matter of fact, around this time, yeah, yeah, they were out for a snow day. I remember y'all was out for a snow hey, day, snow and I called days. it. I called <laughs> it. I was like, no snow days. I said, hey man, I said I have an idea. I said let's do a group very similar to the foodie groups that supports local entertainment in local entertainment venues, Mm -hmm. local artists, uh, whether it's photography, producing, uh, painting, drawing, whatever the the art form is, let's form a community that can stand behind these various art forms. And he said, okay, and he ran with it from there. Next thing I know, the group was up, we were in it, and we were rolling. (laughs) There's also uh, a need, I think, in our community because a lot of times, you know, people are out performing, you know, they're out, you know, doing their thing and no one really knows about it. No one really knows that they're actually doing what they need to do uh, in order to be successful. So we're trying to put together people that may already have a lot of history in the business, also people that are, are novices in what they're doing so that there's like a mentorship piece that goes along with that. You know, I think it's very important because with social media, we were having a discussion a little while ago, with social media, there's not really that connection anymore. Mm-hmm. Everyone can do it, in, you know, in a room with a microphone and a keyboard, and they can actually put out an entire record. Mm-hmm. You know, but at this point, you know, they're not going to be able to do what they need to do to move forward in their in their actual career, being able to perform, being able to have venues that are out there that can support them. They don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So putting that that thing in place so that people have that that resource. And that's what we want to be is like the resource for anything entertainment in the Jackson community. Right. Yeah. Do you guys go outside of Jackson? You just keep it in Jackson and Jackson, period. We would do things outside of Jackson as well. Mm-hmm. We're not as, you know, I mean, we're not like as strict on the boundaries, but we, we deal with the greater Jackson Metro for the most part. Like right you on. may catch us out at Pelican Cove. You may catch us at Shuckers. You may catch us out, you know. 
places like that, Ridgeland, Rankin County, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, we, we'll venture outside. It's, some, it's a lot of talent out there. Mm-hmm. And yes. there mm-hmm. But there's a whole lot of talent here, you know, in, in the city of Jackson as well. You know, I don't want to, want to bypass that either. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of talent here, a lot of undiscovered talent, a lot of people that are out, you know, singing, performing, acting, dancing. And, you know, they're doing it at their, at their various schools, at their churches, you know, and they're not able to, to really get out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've seen a lot of success uh, in, in our uh, tenure in the business and being able to share that with them and being able to move them forward and lift them up a little bit in the community. And, yeah, we will go out to, you know, the Ridgeland and we will go to those areas. But it, with the concentration of talent that we have here, we can expand outward. Mm-hmm. And we'd love for those people, if you're outside the city limits, yeah, come and talk to us. But our our, our niche, I guess, our niche yeah. market right now is yes. going to be Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some of the first uh, venues you guys went to 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 start? Did you guys just walk up in there with a camera and mm, say, yes, you know what, I'm just going to record you? Don't feel Oh, it, it, was, it was gonzo, <laughs> man. We came in. It was like we walk, I walked in with a camera bag here and the camera up like this, and the mm-hmm. lady was sitting at the uh, at the ticket booth, and I just kind of bypassed her. She was like, where is he? Go. Okay. So I just kept going. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, she stops me. Hey, I got to do something. So I got always thinking, what was it, Johnny T's? I right? think it was Johnny mm-hmm. T's. Yeah, so we went to Johnny T's, and, and you know, first thing was, uh, I think they had live music on Wednesday. They were just getting started with their with their uh, wind down Wednesday, yeah, mm-hmm. with their wind down Wednesday, and so we started taking pictures there and uh, posting them out there, doing videos uh, of, of the performer that was there, the performers that were there, and it was like, oh, all of a sudden, all these likes and ads started happening because they were like, I didn't even know they were doing anything over there, mm-hmm. you know. So that was, and we saw that you know it was satisfying a need, and the more we showed up, the more people started coming out and supporting, and now you can barely get in the place now because you know it's, it's established. Yeah. It's established on Wednesdays. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know. What about because um, what's it what's it called on on um, is it State Street Fourth Avenue Lounge the 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 lounge thing oh yeah the, the new spot oh, the new yeah, yeah what's it called buddy the Fourth Avenue Fourth Avenue Fourth Avenue it's nice I met you two there that was my first time meeting y'all for real mm-hmm. my first the second time meeting Remy yeah then my first time I met you was at the um, not that one. That was uh, we were at Lounge One Fourteen. Lounge One Fourteen. Lounge One Fourteen. Yeah. yeah, that's where yeah. we were. Yeah, that's where we uh, got inebriated mm. and started talking about life. And that's yes, when- <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Oh, we're gonna do that today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used the big word for it. You did. You did. You did. It wasn't even got inebriated. Inebriated. <laughs> it's a ten dollar word. Yes, it yeah, was. it $10 is. Ten dollar word right it says there. More than six. I hours. remember that, and we it, it got it was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah it was. Really and that good. was at, like right prior to the Cundy stuff. Uh huh. Then we did the Cundy the compound with the that was what shout Black out Black Panther y'all. came out in March. Yeah, and we that yeah I was at the Black Panther forum. Yeah, you at, at the old Cundy compound. The old one. The yeah. old Cundy compound. Yeah, because uh-huh. they have like a new. They got a new. Place. They have a whole now. new situation. Yeah. State Street. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I went. I went there for their um, kickback last Wednesday. We got to cover it. Last Wednesday. Yeah, yes. we got to cover that kickback. It they had pretty, like a killer mm-hmm. Uno tournament. I was seeing online. Really? Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. It, it, it got bloody. Wait, killer Uno tournament? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was brutal. <laughs> it was there. That was bloodshed. I'm telling you, it was there. <laughs> smacking cars down like they playing spades. Oh, Look, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you when you drinking the creature and playing some Uno, it gets real up in there. Like it, it doesn't matter. You know, is 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 Uno, and it's Monopoly. Oh man. Oh. It gets cutthroat. Monopoly gets oh, brutal. Man. 
Do y'all play with the old rules of Uno, or were y'all y'all playing with the new ones? I well, like we these play old rules, man. I mean, everyone has up. a different set of rules for Uno. I know yeah. the stacking thing bothers me. It's it's because it's not a rule. Like that's someone made that up. It's not a thing. We definitely made it up. Like double stuffed Oreos, man. Yes. (laughs) We just kind of made stuff up. And then over time, they they just threw the whole hand down. Like how though? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, get them back. What gets me is when people put a draw two on top of a draw four. You can't do. You can't do that. Do that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we all agree because that that's not Uno. And they'll swear up and down that you could do that because it's a draw. I said no, 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 no. no. Draw fours or or draw fours or draw fours. They draw fours. Draw four on top of a draw four. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You yeah, pick, yeah a pick a struggle. You, right. ain't, you can be putting <laughs> struggles on top of struggles. I the right. only way you can stack two, multiple draw twos if it's two people playing, uh-huh. and I got three draw twos of three different colors. Yeah, and I could do that. Yeah, you could do that. But, wow. Yeah, you could do that. That got uh-huh. real technical real fast. Hey man, I I I, I grew up only kid, so playing Uno and stuff. <laughs> Sergio's like that, trying to think about excited it. me. Well, it, see. I don't fight when I play Uno. I fight over the rules when I play Uno. Right. <laughs> like, I don't care if you beat me, but don't make up some stuff. <laughs> you know? I'm very creative with the rule taking here. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, now they got the, the game where you can write a rule on you the You can card. write a rule on the card. It comes yeah. with blank cards. Mm-hmm. It's just encouraging. Oh, and you get nonsense. a marker and write on it. And yep. you can tell them to do anything. Like every time you play, you got to play with your left hand while you're patting your head at the oh, same time. Oh, that's sacrilege. Yeah, yeah and if no, you don't want to do it, you got to draw cards or something <laughs> that like that. That is man. sacrilege. No. It's crazy, man. I, my kids were playing one day. I'm like, this is not Uno. I don't did, know. did you hear about the, like Uno has a sequel? Really? Yeah, it's called Dose. No way. Like, for real. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I haven't played it because, uh, you know. So you hollow, um, you hollow Dose instead of Uno? At I, I don't know. I haven't played it. I've seen it. And I think you do play. I think you do your, like, Dose something like that. Mm-mm. But I wasn't really paying attention because that's blasphemy to me. It is. It's blasphemy. <laughs> Infidel. He pulled it out. I was at the Jackson Drawing Club. Shout out to Justin Ransberg. Justin Ransberg. Uh, Larry came and did a pick. Uh, yeah, did a, did a photo out. Crystal Jim. Yeah. And uh, Crystal Jim is actually, um, I remember you telling me that you was real big in, in the her getting out there in the venues and stuff like that. Yeah, At man. At Hollow Miles when we was talking. Yeah, she, uh, we, we actually take her with us from time to time on mm-hmm. the road. She's performed with us a few times. She's like, amazing. Yeah, she's amazing, man. Like, we put her on stage. We She came with us probably two years ago for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it was just all fly. Like it wasn't even a paid gig. She was just like, I just want to go see what it's like. Yeah. She came along, and she, I said, Do you know this? What, what did she sing? Was that last? No, it wasn't that last. What I think was it was a uh, uh, Lauren Hill. I need you. Huh? Was it that I need you, baby? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And she did that one, and she <laughs> too good to be true. Yeah, that's it. I couldn't think of the name of it. She murdered it, like literally killed it to the point where the people was like, "Is she gonna sing again?" I was like, "No, nah, we can't pay her." So no, just gonna let her sit there and be cute. But yeah, shout out to Crystal Jim. She she did. A, she's an amazing talent artist of she? all, well rounded, five star artist. Can mm-hmm. like she like a quadruple threat, man. Don't believe me. At Crystal Jim Music, that's where mm-hmm. she is. Yeah, follower of multiple languages. She knows multiple multiple languages. languages man, can play instruments. She can mm-hmm. sing, and an amazing artist. Amazing artist mm-hmm. did a painting at the MLK. Yeah, with the blindfold. Day. With yeah. the man, I saw that thing. I'm like, man, she got prints out of, for it now. I got one. I gotta yep. get me one. I bought me one. <laughs> I'm behind. I gotta get me one. <laughs> but yeah, she's amazing. Shout out to her. I always like I covered her at Jackson Indie Music Week. Uh-huh. Uh, and I wanted to get some interviews. That's another thing we're going to start doing 
in Entertain Jackson, we're going to start interviewing, mm -hmm. you know, because we want to get to the point where we bring people to our spot and do something. It won't be anywhere ni nice as this. We may have like one microphone. You just got to kind of put your mouth up to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be unidirectional. Unidirectional. Uh -huh. <laughs> on the podcast, you hear the microphone sliding across the table. Hold on. <laughs> it's going to be awful. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. It's, it, actually, that sounds like most episodes of Reality Breach. So. <laughs> We just we just yeah, um, we cover it place. we cover it with uh with with wit ah <laughs> you laughing so hard you don't hear the microphone gotcha. scrub the table gotcha it's a, it's a set tone yeah gotcha I like, feel uh, so so we're not just gonna let y'all just grace over the fact that y'all are in a in a band yourselves so okay let's 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 get the deets off that oh man yeah okay. I, uh, okay, we perform with a group called We Are Compositions uh, out of Jackson, Mississippi. We have been together for many, 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 many years. We we started out as the uh, quartet for Jackson State University. Shout out the I love. And uh, we've been together for, what is it, 20 plus years? Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've been all over the all over the country. Uh, we've traveled out of the country uh, to Europe, to, well, of course, in, 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 in all the continental United States. Yeah. Been everywhere. Um, and, I mean, it's been great. We do a Temptations review. It started out as a Temptations review. Now it's like Top 40 meets Temptations meets Motown meets whatever everybody else wants to sing. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and it's been a it's been a great, great ride. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty successful doing it. Um, and what we've seen is a lot of the bands that are now presently, you know, in Jackson, they have at one time or another performed with us. They've been, you know, if it's a keyboard player, oh, yeah, they used to play with us about three or four years ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, ten years ago they were doing this. And uh, singers, we we just seen them come to us and then branch out and do their own thing. And that's kind of what we've been doing, mm -hmm. you know. And I guess that's kind of why Entertain Jackson was such a really easy fit for us is because we've been doing it for so long in the music industry. Uh, growing talent, growing talent and, and watching them become solo artists, watching them form their own groups and becoming their own artists in their own right. You know, and the next step now is, uh, I guess, seeing where this, the rest of this ride goes with the, with the group and with Entertain Jackson. Yeah, man, we've been on the road. We, we Let me tell you, so sometimes, like, I'm sitting on the phone talking to people, and all of a sudden things pop up in my brain that has happened with us. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I want to tell this story so bad, but they are absolutely not going to believe that we challenged Drew Hill to an acapella singing contest oh, yeah. at Jackson State. They're not going to believe that. Uh, we have been on multiple shows with the OJs to the point where they was talking to us like we was their kids. Um, we used to literally headhunt in Jackson. We, we would get dressed. We would dress alike. Ah, you going to tell that. I am. <laughs> hey, no shows. This, people got to hear no, this, man. No, Hey, listen. Hey, it's, it's history now. It's, oh, man. it's okay. iconic. Go so we would dress just like, I'm talking about pants, shirt, suit. Whatever, just whatever it was going to put on, we would dress just alike, and we would find out what professional bands are in town. Now, keep we in mind now, five, four guys, identically dressed. Dressed alike. I'm not saying we had the same color. <laughs> right. I'm not no, saying, no, 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 no the same, same thing. outfit. Yeah, but you know, it was the 90s, so everybody did it. It was the 90s, so we would, like. Yeah, everybody. Everybody did. If you was in a dancing group, you dressed alike, you, yeah. wore, you put your hammer pants on, your vest Whoa. with no shirt. You, you had Steve that. Harvey as your hype man. Exactly. Mm. You, had, you had to have that. But we would find out, like, anytime someone was doing a concert in Jackson, we would go to the venue. 
and we would literally try to challenge them. We would learn some of their songs and try to challenge them to sing in competition. We we actually had the cojones to actually go backstage on the coast and try to challenge boys to men. Yep. Oh, whoa. We almost got arrested. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did. Because oh, we yeah. told a cop, we was like, man, we're trying to get back here. We we are boys to men. Oh, how y'all get out here? Come on. <laughs> but but they but they never would have noticed us because we were all dressed alike. Yeah. And it was kind of like we had to go backstage, but there was a little opening in the curtain. And so we walked past the curtain, and all you heard was people, ah! Screaming because they thought it was boys and men coming across there, and so we get all the way down to the thing that they was like, "Wait, wait, no, they're back there. Who, who is that?" Right, and it's like cops swarmed us. It's just us. You know what got us out of trouble? My cousin was the sheriff. Wow, we were so in jail. We were so going to go. We were going to jail, and they made us walk through the crowd. Oh wow! Like we was like, we gonna just go back the way we came. Walk through the crowd, or. To the police car. And through the crowd we went. Oh, and they screaming and yelling and we walking with our heads down. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Finish it up though. Finish the story. What happened after that? We got all the way up to the top. Made the right. And put on a concert. We did. We did. We actually got up there and sang. We sang their, their we, songs. We sang their songs. Up in, up in the balcony. <laughs> up in the balcony. We did. And they were like, wow, they sound just like them. I said, oh, God. We did. We, we sang uh, Thank You. Yep. And we sang Into the Road. At the Boys to Me in concert. Oh wow! Yeah, it was crazy. We 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 did that. That that's that was man. Those listen, are cojones, sir. That was crazy. That and we um and we've met so many people. Um, record deals. We've had those on the table before. We went and sang for Barry uh, Barry Gordy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, he left Motown and started uh, Gordy Gordy mm-hmm. Company Gordy Company in L.A. So we went and sang for Motown, uh, the Brat's mom in Chicago. Sony Records tried to shout uh, out to Terrell Gentry. Terrell Gentry, what up, T? It was our first time going. First time going out, and uh, we went to uh, Noontime Studios in Atlanta. We got to meet, got to record with um, Jazzy Faye. Jazzy Faye before Jazzy Faye was even a big deal. Shout out to Ron Carbo for that one. Uh, he was dealing with a group called Faja. I mean, it just we man, look them up, kids. Look them up. I'm we hung you. out with Eric Benet and. <laughs> Just our lives have been a great. And this was before we went to a party in Chicago, where Ice Cube was there, Notorious B.I.G. was there. It's like we met. We used to just all these people, but it was before they were. Like we met Chris Brown when he was a kid. We was performing at Billboard in two thousand and five. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. He was a kid. We we went to Billboard. We won a we won a contest. We went to yep. Billboard. And um, we did a showcase. Uh, we we won top five of that showcase. The R&B showcase. R&B showcase. And uh, like people were there that were kids then, like Keisha Cole and and uh, Chris Brown and Neo. Then was still a writer. It's like, and I think I actually found the program from this in my stash of mm-hmm. things. And I showed it to him the other day. Everybody was like, "Oh man, this is nostalgic." Because <laughs> you flip through the program, and it's like new kid sensation, Chris Brown. <laughs> he like now he's like one of the biggest selling artists of all time. So you look back on stuff like that, and you realize that your life has uh, gone on a lot of adventure. And yeah. we just and entertain Jackson is all a part of the process of us sharing our experiences with people. Like we want a mentor. Like we want to sit down. We like the kamikaze of R and B. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like he's been oh, there, man. done that. You know, shout out to Brad. It's my guy. But, you know, we, we've been there, done that. I mean, we grew up with Cricket Letters. David Banner. Oh, man. And mm-hmm. Kaz was over here at Provine. I was at Lanier. They were at Provine. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So we all came up together, you know. So it's just, and we want to share those experiences, you know. 
That's basically it. The Entertaining Jackson is for us to share our share our knowledge. And also provide a platform for other artists to do that as well. Because they're they're out there. I mean, there's. Mm-hmm. I think one of the first interviews I'm gonna we're gonna do some major conversation with some of the the uh, the artists that have paved the way for us. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna see a lot of that coming uh, beginning in March, where a lot of the older artists that have. I mean, as far as and I'm not calling any names, so it's gonna be a surprise. Mm-hmm. But when <laughs> when they when you see them and they get to hear their conversations, it's gonna be like, wow, they did this, they sang with this person, they they performed here and there, and people you would never know that are working regular jobs now were really great in their day back in the seventies and eighties, doing really, really big things. And a lot of the newer artists now don't know that. They kind of think that, okay, I'm in my space, I'm performing, you know, I do two or three performances here, or I may be recording here and I have stuff on iTunes and, you know, I've made it. But these people have gone out and lived musical lives, you know, and so people really need to see that and, and, and know it's beyond what you're doing in front of your computer screen. It's beyond what you're creating here. And it's going to touch someone else somewhere out, not necessarily now, but later on in life. You're going to be able to hold that same music and be able to see that, hopefully, if hopefully. you're a successful musician. Golly. I didn't know that much about y'all. Yeah, man, there's more. We had to talk over a drink. <laughs> it's more, man. man. Another inebriated conversation. Shout out to inebriation. That night, I just want to. I just want to say this one thing. That night was such a good night for me because not only was it a great conversation, Larry. I think you had your camera, so I got to actually see you work. Oh man! Because it was the poetry night. Mm-hmm. That was hosted by Amanda Furge and Sika, mm-hmm. and that was amazing. It was dark; I couldn't see nothing, but it was amazing. It was. It was great. Shout out to Greg too, Greg Griffin. He, and yeah, yeah, Greg. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff with that. And Chris Lockhart was DJing that night. Mm-hmm. Chris, shout mm-hmm. out to Chris, man. I need to get on the kayak, bro. <laughs> yeah, you man. I'm not doing that. Nah, <laughs> man. Nah, that man took a picture with the alligator, and I was like. Damn, nature, you scary. <laughs> you can keep the alligator. I just yeah. want to be in the kayak. Yeah, I'll walk. I'll I'll get on the bus and want and get to the destination and chill and wait for y'all to come so back. Come right on. Get back. your yeah. little grill. Set yeah, up on the get side. the grill. Set it up outside. I've seen too many scary movies, man. Got a, <laughs> got a point there. What's that uh, old sci-fi movie? Uh, uh, Man thing, I want to say. Man thing. What about Lake Placid? I was thinking oh, Lake, Lake Placid. Placid. I was thinking Lake yeah. Placid too. Yeah. Was that was that uh one of the Golden Girls that was feeding it? Uh, man who, thing or who, Lake Placid? What? Lake Placid. Who was feeding it? The, uh, the old lady was feeding it. Uh, I, don't I think know. I know what you're talking about. I think she was one of those. It wasn't um Betty White. It was yeah, it was Betty White. It was Betty she White. She was in Lake Placid. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. I gotta fact check that. Oh, like, you can fact check it. It's fine. It was a, it was an older white lady. She did something. She's like a hundred and like five now. And so. She's still here. Yeah, she's, she's still, still here. here. <laughs> she said, "I'm not living all y'all, mother. <laughs> <laughs> never Wait, lost. Never aged. Never. <laughs> so not only are you you guys like highly motivational throughout Jackson and the surrounding areas. You are also huge nerds. Oh, absolutely. Especially one Remy <laughs> who has on a Naruto shirt right now. I do, indeed. And I'm not going to downplay Larry because I know Larry is just as big as a nerd as I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so am. what, how did you Shout guys... out to all the science majors out there. <laughs> <laughs> how did y'all as growing up as a black kid mm-hmm. and being a nerd mm-hmm. and also being a musician mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. How did you guys? How how is it different now than it is? How was it different then than it is now? It's funny that you asked that because I literally was just sitting here thinking about that when he was talking about all the different social media platforms and things of that nature. And it back then, if you wanted to go somewhere, you you had to either fly or drive. Like we mm-hmm. drove to Chicago two or three times a week. Terrell would always get us back in time to go to class because we were still the quartet at Jackson State when we was working on our Sony deal. Mm-hmm. We drove to we drove to uh, Chicago sometimes twice a week. Ooh. It was brutal, and, and he made us go to class. Oh no, 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 go to class. Oh no, you. Mm-mm. It wasn't. We didn't have the YouTube and things of that nature when we went, when we had to go back and forth to Las Vegas. We we did a stint in Vegas. Mm-hmm. When we had to go back and forth two. to Vegas, two stints in Vegas, we had to fly. You know, we couldn't just like to audition. I'm not talking about just to, to audition. You got to go. Right? And then if you want to send them something, you had to do it by snail mail. Mm-hmm. You had to record a demo, some, some similar setup to this, but nothing is nice. And you had to get headshots, the black and white bio shots, and put your little resume on the back. Your, now it's called a curriculum vitae. Mm-hmm. Bio. It's a bio. <laughs> now and, they uh, just send what, an EPK, and, EPK they're done. and they're done. Email it to yep. them, and it's, and it's there. But the thing is, being... Being a nerd, I'm from the hood, man. Listen, I I grew up Shady Oaks, Georgetown, you know, Vernon Edition, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. There was this store in Meadowbrook called the Star Store. Oh, um, I know yeah, about the Star Store. Yeah, it was right there. Well, the whole building's gone now, but it was right yeah. there on that corner. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was a guy in there used to always say, like you could do a, um, a subscription, just tell him what books you wanted. He'll put them to the side, and then you can come back and get them. I sold, I recycled cans. I sold <laughs> cookies, cakes, whatever I could do. And I would walk from Georgetown all the way through Vernon Edition to the Star Store to buy the books that he would save for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and man, it, I like to stay up on it. So the ones that were in Sunflower or Jitney Jungle just wasn't working for me because it was like <laughs> three issues back. I'm like, yeah. this is old. This, edition. Oh, yeah. this is old. I don't want this. I want the new stuff that just came out. So I started following at a very young age. And the thing about it is, for me, I was a DC comic person. I follow almost all DC. The only Marvel comic book I own was Black Panther. That was mm-hmm. it. I got into Marvel actually like around... I would say maybe 90, probably 95 when I met him. Mm-hmm. He gave me an Avengers book. Oh, and I love the X-Men. I used to love the X-Men. I was a huge X-Men person. Like, I mm-hmm. got old Wolverine books. But I had specifics. But then he gave me that Avengers book. And I'm like, oh, they was in this one X-Men coming. Oh, you know, of course you know the Hulk. You know <laughs> Iron Man. You know these characters. But I just wasn't really following them. Then it just got out of hand, and I just started buying everybody man like i was borrowing money to, like, <laughs> man I was, I was doing everything i was selling my lunch <laughs> you know comic books were like 50 cent to a dollar uh-huh. then uh-huh. they went up to like a dollar 25 i'm like this is getting ridiculous you dollar <laughs> 25 but now they're like 24 right it's getting out of hand 15. and i got some old books man uh-huh. i got a file i got a file cabinet uh, six drawer file cabinet, all six drawers mm-hmm. full of books from the time I was collecting. Man, mm-hmm. I got some, I got some originals. Like I got some stuff that's actually probably worth a little bit of money. Yeah, you know, I got the original gloss cover when Wolverine seventy five when he first got his adamantium mm-hmm. ripped out. I got that one. Well, uh, Magneto ripping when it out of him. Yep, I got the original gloss cover. I got the original uh, Hunter and Prey Superman Doomsday. Got the original uh, Death of Superman. 
when it was before it became um you know before it became a book yeah i got the original series death of superman that was a big deal yeah it's back in i think it was 1991 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yep got that i got i got some i got yeah you got some gems i got venom, don't tell everybody what you got venom one deadpool <laughs> one <laughs> they gonna pull up sir <laughs> hey, like, hey man run like, the, run I, them six draws like like, like, Han, like hancock say it can try <laughs> i ain't just a nerd now let's be clear <laughs> them swords on my wall is real yeah and they cut <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was I'm a serious nerd, uh-huh. man. Like I'm I listen, I was watching Dragon Ball Z back in the nineties. Uh-huh. Well Dragon Ball. Yeah. Like it wasn't even those wasn't those they didn't have the words. You just sit there and try to figure out what's going, what's on? Going, what's going on. What's going on? <laughs> what's going on? You know, so I knew who uh Son Goku was before it came to Toonami. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I'm a serious series with now I got videotapes, Vampire Hunter D, like yeah, I was. I, hey, it's people that are out nerd me, but as far as what I know, oh, I yeah. know what I know. Well, you got you got long term. I mean, anybody can binge something, and and technically know more than you because it's fresh on their mind, right? But none of them like collect or have like first issues or anything. Like, yeah, I, I seen a lot of people nowadays. They don't read as much as they used to. No, they no, don't. Not at all. It's more so, you know, watching. I guess that's because, like, the age and media and stuff and all the movies and with DC animated movies. So it's just like it's easier just to sit and watch than it is to sit and read. Hey, YouTube. I'm, I'm, I'm right over here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just call his name. Why don't yeah. You? Just call, yeah. No, I wasn't talking about you, but. Like, like, like my, but, my, my, my nerd cred. Mm-hmm. You know, big Air quotes. Uh, air quotes. Air quotes. Um, is a mixture of movies and Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just because I've only been a Ninja Turtle guy. Okay. Like, I would get Turtles comics from the Star Store. Like, yeah. And it's there is a difference between growing up with that stuff and it being inherent to your personality hmm. than rolling into it as an adult and saying hey i like iron man now right right <laughs> the movie you know, was great so, yeah. yeah 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 but yeah. but but at the same time people who liked iron man already right they felt touched by that movie it wasn't just a good superhero movie right yeah that's how it was about black panther remember that's i was very mm. passionate about it because i've been on black panther like if you go to my facebook page i was posting pictures of black panther six years ago <laughs> like like forever you know so it's not it wasn't new to me like i've been through all the runs, pretty much, of Black Panther. I didn't follow it closely because because he was a black character in places that I shot, they didn't always have a lot of black comics. Mm-hmm. You know, it was more Superman, Batman, Avengers, X-Men. You know, when I would say Black Panther, they'd be like, who? who? So I would have to mm-hmm. wait, you know, yeah. and get it because they weren't, it, was, it wasn't popular. Nobody knew about him. You know, but once he got popular, everybody, you know, he had to, I guess he had to join the, he had to fight the Fantastic Four in order for him to be popular. Fight? He whooped their ass. He kicked their whole ass. <laughs> Invited them to great. Wakanda just to, <laughs> just to see, you know, his whole, the nature of the Black Panther was to test the rest of the world. Uh, in the movie, um, Maccabi said the world is getting smaller. The world is catching up. Well, see, in the comic book, that was the whole theme of Wakanda. They, the world is catching up. Well, let's bring them here and let's whip their asses and see how much they're catching up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you whip their ass and they're like, oh, we good. You know? <laughs> so that was, uh, and now the other side of my nerdism, I, like I said, I grew up in the hood, man. I was a gang member, everything. Yeah. But I was like in the choir and the band. Mm-hmm. 
Like, a true <laughs> yeah, a true gang member in yeah, the band. I was in the choir and the band. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in the choir at Lanier in, come on, Lanier High School. <laughs> Brinkley, I was in the choir. I was mm-hmm. in the band at Brinkley. But see, I've always played instruments because my dad worked at a music store. So I would go to work with him. And the musicians there would be like, here, come try this. Hey, no, bend your lip like this. No, do this. And then I, next thing I knew, I'm playing a little guitar. I could play a little clarinet. I could play trumpet. I was playing a little cello. And this was going into, like, middle school. You know, choir came separately. My dad sings. So I feel like, hey, if he can sing, I feel like I, you know, I don't know if that's actually a hereditary trait, but I felt like I could. And I guess I found out that I actually could sing. So, and I didn't pick that back up until I got to Jackson State because I was a big band guy. I was in the boom. I was a big band guy. I'm in the band, in the choir. Ah, but mm. I back, got back in the choir after dealing with John and Larry. Uh, shout out to Macklin. Brian, compositions. What's up, guys? <laughs> compositions. What's up, fellas? Sounds. What's up? Yeah, because they're going to say, you didn't even mention us. I'm mentioning you now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds. So, yeah, that that's how I got into music. So, yeah, growing up nerd for me was just, I mean, everybody respected my swag. Like, they they didn't fool with me. It's like, you know, they respected it because I could do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would sit out on my porch and read comic books. I would sit, go outside and practice my trumpet. Mm-hmm. Folks shooting down here, folks getting beat up across the street. But but they respected what I did because I wasn't bad at it. Mm-hmm. The, the Back then, the hood supported you. They wanted you to be great. Mm-hmm. You know. Play, it, playing trumpet on the porch. They're like the soundtrack to... Ass whoopings. It would sound like it, <laughs> but you know, I ain't never been a little dude either. So no, <laughs> you know, no one. They never. I never really got. Like I said, they back in the day, gangs in the hood meant something different. They looked out for their own. It mm-hmm. was a. It wasn't a break yourself, fool. That didn't come out till later in life when it, it just rob your own people. With the media. It, yeah, it just, it wasn't. It was you know, make sure Miss Ryan got her milk. Make sure, you know, these kids mm-hmm. get to the bus. Yeah. It, it was rival gangs because this was your street. And then over here, this was your street. It was territorial. Right, right. It, it was very, it was protecting yourself because no one else was. Boom, right. Yeah. It, it, you know, but it, it, they was fighting for real estate that wasn't there, so it was still stupid. But you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm going to fight you for the street. You don't own any land on it, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But it, you get what I'm saying. So at that point, it's like if they see someone doing great things, they want you to do it. The smart kids will like you get him to the library and then get him home so they won't fool with him. It, mm-hmm. it was like that in my neighborhood. You know, um, then as I grew up and changed neighborhoods, it, it was a little different then. It's like, so don't go outside and play trumpet over here. Over here it was fine because this is where I grew up in Georgetown when I got to Shady Oaks. It's like, probably don't do it. Just mm-hmm. go and stay in the house or maybe go in the backyard. Yeah. Use yeah. a mute or something. Cause yeah. They, yeah. So what about you, Larry? Um, I think my biggest thing was I, I was always a choir kid. That was my thing. I was, mm-hmm. Music was always an escape. Um, and I think a lot of times, especially with, I guess, what we define as being a nerd, I think the big deal is it provides you an escape to be who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of things that we've really got to start looking at um, in our adult lives. When we want, you know, These kids don't have that anymore. They don't have that escape anymore. It's all, you know, on the phone, just all Facebook, and it's all imaginary stuff. 
but it's not necessarily wholesome imaginary stuff. When when Iron Man was doing something, well, my thing was always I got I was like into some really weird comic books at first, like The Defenders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody really read The Defenders, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed The Defenders. I, it was The Defenders. Um, the Avengers were, were another group. Then of course I got into the X Men, but. Music has always been that constant because I was always singing, I was always you know performing and everything. And being a, a choir kid, you had to you had to really show and prove yourself every single time whenever you hit the stage. That was the big thing. You always had to hit hit the stage and do well, you know, because it, you know one bad note, one bad performance, you know, at at thirteen it was like your life ended basically, you know, especially when you wrapped yourself up in that. But you know, I think the biggest part for for me was growing up. You know, as uh, as an only kid, having that that protection of being that nerd, being being halfway smart, I guess you could call it, and and having, uh, <laughs> you know, I did the best I could, and <laughs> you know, and also being in in the choir, wanting to perform, and then having these huge dreams about being able to sing wherever I you know wherever I want to do. People know me for you know, my voice and what I could do on stage, and being able to and and as an adult, being able to do that now, you know, performing all over the world. You know, uh, by by way of compositions, you know, I think that's an amazing thing for, you know, for us to do, be able to do to take us being nerds and growing that into an actual career. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and and the the phrase nerd is, is a nerd is, is a phrase that gets thrown around a lot right. to cover. All, like, oh, oh, you're really smart. You must be a nerd. Right. Oh, you're into comic books. You must be a nerd. Oh, you're obsessed about something. You must be a nerd. Mm-hmm. At, at the end of the day, it's just having the confidence to be okay with obsessing over something, mm-hmm, right. whether that be a comic book or uh, m- music or the history channel. You know, mm-hmm. if you are hyper into something, you're a nerd about that thing. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of help to be a nerd about what you're uh, – say music. You're not going to get anywhere if you're not nerdy about what you're doing. Right. Okay, you have to obsess about your craft or you're not going to be good at it or the the the, the natural – ability that you have may go to waste mm-hmm. what what i find interesting is you know you both speak of going everywhere traveling the world you know with music what brings you back home what what about jackson i'm a, let me tell you brings this. you keeps you here there is and we've been everywhere we've been to every city we've been in beachside we've been we've been into the, the, the urban mountains. areas we've been into the mountains and there is no place like jackson mississippi not just not being home, you know, yes, it's home, but having the type of entertainment that's there, having the type of uh, the people that are there, you know, even if they don't know you, people will speak and say, hey, how you doing? And keep going. Try it in New York. <laughs> Try it. I, we, we, we were performing in New York one time and I will forget it. We were in New York and I, I'm, we're on the subway and there was a lady and there was a little kid, probably about maybe maybe two. And the kid was just sitting there. All of a sudden, his kids do sneezed, face full of green stuff. I'm talking this everywhere. So I reached in my jack coat pocket and I pulled out tissue and handed it to her. And the woman literally recoiled like I was pulling out a gat or something. I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> and she looked and she was like, I, I said, no, it's tissue. And she took the tissue and she wiped the kid's nose. And I kind of pointed to the kid's nose, like, wipe his nose. And she looked at me. And she says, you're not from around here. I said, what do you mean? We don't do that here. 
said, what do you mean? You, you don't wipe the kids' noses? What do you mean? They walk around here, crap on their face. She, she says, no, we don't help each other like that. Hospitality. And I was like, wow, wait. So when when you think of when you think of Jackson, you think of hospitality, exactly. Mm-hmm. You think of hospitality, you think of, of you know, people putting themselves out in order to help you do something. You know, being able to separate, okay, yeah, we may be in competition for this, but we've been in competition for many different awards and in Jackson they will help us do things to progress so we'll win. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, other places, it's like oh, cutthroat, doggy dog, do what you got to do. I mean, from one coast to the other. But this is home. And and the way that we treat each other, for the most part, it is one of the reasons that I always would say I will travel all over. I will probably buy a house somewhere so that I won't have to stay in a hotel if we're going someplace all the time. But I'll always come back to Jackson. That's a fantastic answer. That's what I'm saying. It's pretty clear awesome. cut. That's really awesome. You just you just spoke to my soul on that one. Yeah, you know, man. You know, I I try to be profound every now and again. That was great. <laughs> uh, oh, and this just in: uh, Betty White was in Lake Placid. So well, congratulations! Oh, yeah. She fed the thing. Yeah. Confirmation. Yeah. yeah. What what was the thing? What was the that? thing? Was a, it was it's like a, big, a crocodile? Yeah, or something. It was a big yeah. crocodile. It was yeah. a huge, big old thing. Oh, I remember it came out around the same time. Anaconda. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so this yeah. is a thing now. Just yeah. giant oh. lizard things, oversized lizard rep things. reptiles. And there was just, a Lake Placid too. Yep. Yeah, it was it too? We yeah, don't, don't talk mean, about two. Okay. Was it bad? I'm I don't not, know. I know. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. And Deep Blue on. Sea also. Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, Samuel Jackson? Uh-huh. LL? LL survived. That is the only movie where a black man survived in one of those horror pictures. I saw it on Facebook yesterday, so it's got to be true. It's got to be true. It's got to be true if it's on Facebook. Now I'm thinking. House on Haunted Hill. Here's Get Out. House on Haunted Hill, black man lived because he wasn't related to any of them. <laughs> I thought that was funny as crap. <laughs> it's like I'm not. I was adopted. You can make it. Really? <laughs> you can make it. What sir. a plot device! Right. Adoption. Right. Plot. In a horror movie. Talk about plot protection. <laughs> oh Adoption. Gosh. I haven't oh, seen him in a movie since then. Pi. Oh, that's too funny. But where can we follow you all? Uh, okay, so there are several places. Um, you can always follow Compositions at uh, Compositions, C-O-M-P-O-Z-I-T-I-O-N-Z, Compositions. You, of course, follow our music there. You can follow us at Entertain Jackson at Entertain J-X-N. Um, where else? Uh, Eat Mississippi. Of course, it's uh, uh, Eat Mississippi, M-S, yeah. Eat Mississippi. Uh, and that will be for the food group. And um, Also, eat, eat um, the Jackson food group is also. Oh, man. Yeah, the Jackson Foodie Group is a great. It's a great concept. Basically, is to support Jackson. Carlin, we love you. Jackson businesses. I think. I think. Carlin, awesome. we love you. I think that's an awesome. It helps to keep that keep that one percent here, and I think that that's something that we all need to do. Right on. Maybe get Mill Street fixed. Uh, man, I got to drive that every day, every day to go to my real job in life. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, it's like. Wait, I mean, I'm in a Jeep, but I don't want to test it every day. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. The Jeeps are required. It's, it's, a, it's a work like, requirement. Right. It's a work requirement. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know how they make it in, like, regular cars. There's no way. Golly. It, now, actually, whenever I get on Mill Street, I can always bet I'm the only vehicle on that road from that point all the way to work. Nobody else gets on it at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's huh. that bad. At least you know you ain't got traffic. There is no traffic. No if traffic. I can get there, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I can be on time. You just got to make it. Because there's no street. <laughs> you got to make it. Man. But thank you guys so much for coming out and uh, recording with us. 
and I just want to say, I personally thank y'all for 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 being here and having such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to to the young people that that really want to get out and try try this. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people go, and it's good to know that there's still people here that wants to see Jackson survive and succeed thank in you. the areas that it Jackson's strong in. Um, so to all your listeners, join Entertain Jackson. Yeah. Get there. Get I mean, there. We're, we're here to help. Get the knowledge. You only heard a snippet of, of, of the adventures that they've been on. A snippet, okay? <laughs> there are volumes. Come on, man. Oh, man. Shoot, never lost. And there are chapters that would never be spoken of. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was doing James Brown, but... Uh, <laughs> but all right, no. <laughs> For Sergio Lugo, I am Robert Morris. If you've been breached, baby. Woo! That's it. Out. Uh huh. Thank you for listening to Reality Breached. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts, the Black Pocket Podcast and the Reality Breached Local Spotlight, all available on realitybreached.com.